experienced more about Jesus every night and I got closer to him. I connected more with God and Jesus and that I'm gonna start reading my Bible more. The girls that I had, we formed a strong bond. They they impacted my life too. Seeing them worship God and see seeing their relationship grow closer. I get really emotional because over the past years before we started going to church, I was really depressed and I didn't like who I was. But when we started coming to church and I came to camp, um, I felt this feeling that I was loved and I'm not garbage, that I belong in this world for a purpose and that God loves me. Well, I really, I really liked that you know, when you when you went to service and you worship God, you could feel Him when you're worshiping Him. You know He was there beside you, and it was just it was just a feeling that I've never felt before, and I really liked it. Well, good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? You doing good? I'm sorry. I'm going to apologize, guys. We're kids, pastors. We're used to a little bit more participation than that. A little more. Are you guys doing good this morning? This side. There you go. There you go. This almost turned into a boys versus girls competition. We were like this close. We were this close. Well, uh, if you don't know who we are already, I am Pastor Will, and this is my wife. I'm Pastor Crystalline. And we have the privilege of being the kids pastors here on our Northwest campus. And uh, one of the things that we look forward to every single year is our kids camp season. Uh, This year was obviously one of our favorite years ever. Side note, every year is our favorite year ever. But this year we mean it. It is the best year ever. Uh, We had just a fantastic reception uh, from the kids and from the parents and such a wonderful group of leaders with us. Real quickly, though, my wife's going to share a little bit about our younger kids camp uh, for Kids Camp Junior. So we did a younger camp this year for three to six-year-olds, our preschool age. Um, And it was Kids Camp Junior at the end of June. They would attend from 9 in the morning till 1 p.m. Because in the first service, everyone was like, they spent the night? How did you guys handle that with all those little kids? No, they did not spend the night. I would be bald if they spent the night. I don't know. Um, But they had a great time. We ministered to those kids. They would come. We'd do a, a lesson with them. We had 192 kids show up. Yeah, a lot of a lot of kids, and it was great. A lot of energy. There was fun times, some crying times. And those mostly were the volunteers. The yeah, yeah, those are the leaders. The <laughs> it's over. The day's over. <laughs> <laughs> but to support those 192 kids, we had 80 volunteers show up to show love. I know those guys. They were awesome. They showed love to the kids. They hugged on them. They helped them get to the restroom before they went in their pants. I mean, it was great. Uh, but, but what we tried to do is we just tried to set seeds into their life, put seeds of Jesus in their life. Um, we would have, during our service times, we would have altar calls. And during the altar call, can you imagine a three-year-old at an altar call? Yeah. <laughs> so what we do is a little different from the normal come to the front. Yeah, it's all tongues with three-year-olds yes. at the altars. You don't understand what anybody's saying. They're no like, interpretation. <laughs> yeah. 
So we would try to teach them, okay, well, we're going to learn just how to pray. So today we're learning how to pray. Or, or the next day we had, um, we're going to listen to God. So we made them sit still for 30 seconds, which is like eternity that for was those the, ages. That was the first miracle of the morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they sat <laughs> They just listened to Jesus for 30 seconds. And then the next day we had our, our leaders, they would circle up with a group of four or five kids and they would just pray with the kids. We had the kids pray with them. And so the leaders were praying words of wisdom into their lives or speaking love and hope, you know, just speaking into their little lives. We had one volunteer, he was a, a fifth grader go, going into sixth grade this year. And he really wanted to volunteer. So we let him help out, and he had a great time. His mom came back to me later and was like, thank you for letting my son have that opportunity to serve. Um, he's found his spot. He's excited about serving. He wants to do more of this. And so just thank you to all of those teens and those uh, young adults who helped us because those little kids, they are looking up to them. Like, they were the heroes. Like, they were like, I want to be like that when I grow up. So thank you to all of those people who just volunteered and helped us out. And, and it changed lives, not only in our little kids, but in our, our helpers and our volunteers. Yeah, one of the things we always tell our volunteers in kids' ministry is the importance of having godly leaders in their lives. You see, we, we tell our kids all the time and our leaders that God is wonderful. God is our best friend. But unfortunately, we can't see God. And we can't touch the Holy Spirit. And the best chance that one of our kids has to interact with God and to see God's character in action is to come in contact with somebody that knows him. And that's why it's so powerful for us to have godly, spirit-filled leaders who are willing to be Jesus in real life for kids and who are willing to walk alongside them and speak hope and life and prophetic words into their hearts. Uh, kids Camp Junior was incredible. We had a great time at Kids Summer Camp this year. It was fantastic. We took 288 kids up to Kirk Wimberley. That was a, a wonderful, smelly, smelly bus ride on the way back. <laughs> uh, but we had an absolute blast. We also had the privilege of taking 92 volunteers with us up to Wimberley this year. And they did everything from selling hot Cheetos to then there were the dorm leaders who were with the kids for 22 hours a day because we gave them a little bit of a break to shower. Um, and then we had rec staff and all the above. All of our uh, dorm leaders did a fantastic job uh, leading and mentoring our kids. In fact, because of their effort, not just ours, theirs, uh, we saw 113 kids receive salvation this year. It was absolutely overwhelming. We had almost another 100. We had 99 more kids sign up again and say, yeah, I still want to keep doing this Jesus thing. I want to keep going on this adventure in life. And one of, the, one of the best moments, if you ever get a chance to go to kids camp, if you've never been, I can fix that for you. I'll sign you up right now in blood for next year. Uh, but if you've ever had the chance to go to kids camp, you'll know one of our favorite nights is when we emphasize on the Holy Spirit. And this year we were talking about an adventure and how making great is this adventure that God calls us to. And no matter what we think we have in life, God always has bigger, better, and more for us. But in order for us to get that, we have to have the power to perform. And we get that through the Holy Spirit. And one of the best moments of our entire camp, uh, aside from the, the, the water slides and the hot Cheetos and everything else, was seeing empty seats and wet eyes at the altars as all of our kids went up to the front, we had 228 kids 
received the Holy Spirit that night. Absolutely fantastic. We had this group of little girls come up to me afterwards like, Pastor Will, why are you making us cry? <laughs> I promise it's not me, sweetheart. Um, but absolutely fantastic time that we had up at camp. Uh, a few stories that I remember is we had one little boy that went up with us. And this is why we emphasize having godly leaders in their lives. Because we had one little boy who the very first day I had three or four head dorm leaders come up to me and say, Pastor Will, do we have his parents' phone number? Because uh, he might be making an early trip home. He's just, if there was something to be broken, something to be jumped onto, something to be crawled into, something to knock over, this kid, he's lucky. He just found all of them. Uh, and so the first day uh, I met with my leaders, I said, hey, you know what? This is an opportunity for us because the reality is the enemy's going to use any excuse he can get. God has something for this kid at camp. And we're going to beat Jesus for him. And by the end of camp, he went from the kid that was walking in his room with his head down because he knew every leader was watching him to a kid that was brimming with a giant smile when he walked in because every leader was looking for him and looking to high-five him. Absolutely fantastic. He actually left camp with about seven or eight uncles in the faith <laughs> that were willing to say, hey, you know what, kid? We know your life's tough. We're going to stand in there. and We're going to be Jesus, and we're going to help you go the right direction. Uh, absolutely fantastic time getting the opportunity to pour into your kids and to go up there every year. We're humbled and blessed by it every single year. We will gladly put up with the sleep deprivation and the work for the chance to, to impact these kids and to really give them a chance to disconnect from their world and really highlight the importance of their spiritual walk. To give them these moments that we know are going to just last with them forever. We know statistically by the time the kid finishes the fifth grade, they're going to form who they are morally. We know this time, this phase of life that we have with them is so short. Opportunities like this help us just drastically move forward their spiritual walks. And we can't thank you enough for the opportunity for that. We could gush on way more about summer camp. I can tell you really gross stories that would make all of you laugh hysterically. Uh, but uh, we want to give you a chance to hear some about our student conference. Thank you. I've been coming to this church for a while, but I never really felt a huge connection with the Lord, so I always strayed away. But at this conference, I really felt a bigger connection, and I really feel like I'm just going to follow in His footsteps for like a long time. Collide has impacted my life, and before the conference, I felt very dried spiritually. And I remember after one of the sessions, Pastor Tito came down and prayed for me. And he started speaking in tongues, and then I started speaking in tongues. 
and that's when I felt the Holy Spirit touched me and filled me with His Holy Presence. And since then, I, I've felt closer to God and stronger with Him. Today, um, after Mike Fernandez, when he was speaking, um, he allowed all the leaders to come up in front of the altar and pray for the kids that wanted to bring their relationship closer to God. I prayed for many girls, but the last one was someone special. I've never met her before, but I felt that God just spoke the right words to me. I just really touched her heart, and it meant so much to me because she just kept thanking me, and she kept telling me, how did you know? And I just thought, it's not me, it's God. your mind and your heart on allowing God to speak to you whatever you're looking for you will find it in the presence of the Lord well once more welcome we're glad you're here my name is Pastor Jonathan and I get the privilege of being the middle school pastor here and I'm Pastor Tito your high school and young adults pastor and we are excited to join you today present some of the numbers of some of the great things that God's done. Now, before we present those, I think it's easy sometimes when we hear these numbers to just think of them abstractly and not kind of put a face to those numbers. So I want to tell you a story of a young lady that's a snapshot of what these numbers represent. It was after the first night that uh, after small groups where, where students are able to get into a group of other students and talk about their faith, I asked her, hey, what has this night meant to you? And as she began to cry... She just expressed, Pastor Jonathan, the truth is, before I came to the conference, I felt like I was in a dark room and no one saw me. I couldn't get out and no one cared for me. But tonight I found out God sees me and I have people that are in my life that care for me. And so that's a snapshot of these numbers. And so we're excited to tell you that this year at Student Conference, we had 482 students join us at the Student Conference. Amen. You know, and we could spend time mentioning every volunteer who served with us by name, but just wanted to, to share just a brief story. There's this one particular volunteer who serves with us pretty regularly. They work all day and they come and they join us on weekends and then for big events like these. And in and, and conversating with them and sitting just one-on-one -on -one across the table, they said, you know, my nine-to-five job isn't what brings me fulfillment. It, what, I, what I do all day at work, it puts food on the table, it provides for my family, so I'm so grateful. But that's not what breathes life into me. It's getting to serve. And we could not, we could not, we wouldn't want to do this without our incredible volunteers. We had 197 that made this event happen. Yes, and, and their hard work proved fruitful because this year we saw 51 First time students who said, I received Jesus for the first time this year at the student conference. An amazing number. Amazing to see what God did. And every week in our middle school and high school and kids services, our goal is always to reach your teenagers. And the way that we seek to do that is that every week when they walk through that doors, our promise to you as parents and to you as students is to provide practical teaching. 
that when you walk through the doors, the message is going to be something you understand. The takeaways are things that you can immediately apply to your own life and into your circles of influence. And from there, we also want to equip every student with the ability to practice private disciplines. In other words, we want your teenager to go home and know how to read their Bible and get something out of it. We want your teenager to be able to go home and put on worship music and be able to know how to connect with God through prayer. Even when the lights have faded, even when there's not a cool band on the stage. And with that, we want every student to have the opportunity to engage in what we call personal ministry. This is why we're so adamant about, you'll notice around the room right now, we have teenagers running cameras. You'll notice on the stage, we had teenagers singing and young adults singing because we want to get your students involved in doing hands-on ministry. And also, we want every teenager to have what we call providential relationships. These are men and women in their lives. Some are parents, some are young adults, some are grandparents who say, you know what, I'm just going to show up when you're here. And when you're, when you're here, I'm going to be engaged, I'm going to be listening, I'm going to be following you. And, and when, you're out, when you're not here, I'm going to check up on you and see how you're doing. And our goal is that every teenager would have providential relationships, small group leaders, life group leaders, but also peers that they can lock arms with and do life together with. Because here's what we know, that at some point, your student will go through a pivotal circumstance. At some point, there's going to be a fork in the road moment where maybe that person they thought they were going to marry one day, that they were going to be with forever is going to break their heart. That there's going to be a moment one day where maybe they're at a crossroads with their faith and where they're not sure who to turn to. And our heart is that we would provide that support network, that framework, and that family to make sure that when your student is ready to come back to Jesus, that there's a family behind them that's cheering them on and supporting them and loving on them. And this year, because of that framework, because of those volunteers and those people, we had 197 teenagers that rededicated their lives to Jesus. That's right. You know, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit is our friend, but not our friend, our helper. He produces fruit in us, and he gives us gifts to continue what God has done to sustain us and our faith. So we didn't just pray that students had a great experience, but we also prayed that they would experience the Holy Spirit, that their lives would be transformed by that. And so we're excited to tell you that we had 266 students say they experienced the Holy Spirit at student conference. And we're super excited to share with you that throughout this conference, there were so many moments where students could engage in worship and just listen to the Lord's voice. And many of those students felt like they heard the Lord speaking to them about going into full-time ministry, about giving their lives to become the next kids pastors and lead pastors and life group pastors and women's pastors um, around the world. And we are so thrilled to announce that the Lord spoke to 76 students who decided to answer the call to full-time ministry. That's right. There's tons of fun moments that happen at conference with us this year, but I have two that kind of stuck out in my mind. And one is a fun moment and one is like a making great moment. Uh, We had this thing called a lock-in. And so on Friday, after all day's worth of service, we had students stay with us from 12 a.m., 
to 8 a.m. in the morning. And yes, leaders were up the whole time as well. You need to pray for them, all right? Um, but we stayed up. We played games. We had inflatables, all that fun stuff. And there was this moment in which we were in the gym, and there was a dodgeball tournament. And for this particular moment, it was high schoolers versus middle schoolers. And so the middle schoolers, they're trying to get each other hyped because they're like, okay, we got to take these guys out. It's like David and Goliath going on right now. <laughs> and, and so, and there, right, I mean, the high schoolers, guy. no fear, no fear. High schoolers doesn't mind. They're killing middle schoolers with dodgeballs, right? And there's this moment where there's like three middle schoolers that are still in. And, they, and there's one that's this tall, and he's the last hope. And he's dodging, and he's jumping, and he throws one, and it hits a high schooler in the face. And it was like he won the Super Bowl. Everybody was screaming, you did it! Right, right. Putting them on his shoulder. Like, it was, it was an awesome moment. I mean, the middle schooler still lost, but it was, it was a great moment for them. Uh, I, I love seeing the friendships that were built in that moment. But also, there are making great moments. And we had this thing called a breakout group in which we brought in special guest speakers and they got to sit down and have conversation with your students and talk about uh, certain aspects of the Christian faith. And this particular speaker was talking about faith and science and how they're not irreconcilable and how you can be a Christian and love science and, and all those things. And I had a student, eighth grader, that came up to me afterwards. And I could tell God had done something in his life and I just said, hey, talk to me, what just happened? And he said, Pastor Jonathan, for years I've been asking questions and no one's been able to answer them. And it felt like no one was going to answer them. And I said to myself before coming to conference, if nothing changes at this conference, I'm walking away from this faith. But because of what I just experienced, I know I could put my faith in Jesus again. And so that moment, man, that's worth it. That's worth staying up all night. That's worth drinking gallons of coffee because you never know which student's on the brink of leaving their faith. And because of that, that's why we do what we do. Amen. One of my favorite, a uh, couple of my favorite making great moments. We had this young man who comes pretty regularly, uh, pretty, pretty faithful about attending. Um, but there was just a moment in one of the worship services where it's like, the Holy Spirit and, and his spirit just clicked. And he's, he came up to one of our leaders afterwards and said, worship felt real for the first time this year. In other words, for the first time in his Christian walk, he, he got it. He learned how to engage in worship. He learned how to take them from just lyrics on a screen and make them the prayer of his heart. Amen? Amen. So good. And we had another student approach us. And this is one that, that nearly brought tears to our eyes. They said, at conference, it felt like I had a family. And can I tell you, that is our heart for every one of your students. We want every one of your kids and middle schoolers and high schools, high schoolers to walk into church, but to leave knowing that they have family, that they have brothers and sisters that they can do life with that they're not doing this Christian walk on their own, that they don't have to be lonely, they don't have to feel like they don't have anybody to open up to and be real and honest with, that that is really our heart here. So we're just so excited to see the way our Savior steps in, and he's just the glue in this whole better together. 
That's right. And so we want to have an opportunity to welcome your students into our family. So we're going to give you some things that are coming up that will be easy on-ramps for your students to join us. And so I want, to, um, I want to say, if you've not joined us across the, student center, or across the student center yet, please come check us out. Come check out service. I guarantee you it's geared towards you. You're going to find friends that are godly friends. It's going to be great for you. Next week we have uh, Donut Weekend for middle school, July 21st. To the 22nd, what better way to make friends to do it while stuffing your face with donuts, sprinkles, chocolate, all of that. Listen, we're going to be intentional about having moments and what students can talk with other students and make friends and have those great moments uh, of relationships. Bro, I'm going to be there. That's right. Uh, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. You said the magic word, bro. I'm just... <laughs> and for your high school students, we're starting uh, for the next three weeks during our Saturday and our Sunday services. So while they're here, an event that one of our favorite events, it's called Tribal Wars. And so Tribal Wars is happening for three weeks. We want to encourage your student, if they're going to be a part, to wear shorts, to wear shoes that they can get dirty, to wear T-shirts that they can get muddy, because it is an all-out battle between the freshmen and the sophomores and the juniors and the seniors for the next three weeks. It's amazing. It's a blast. We'll have concessions. We'll have fun stuff that they can buy and nourish their little tummies. But let me share this. Here's why we do this. Here's the real reason why we do stuff like Tribal Wars. is because we want every single one of your students to have a people that they connect with. We want every single one of your students who maybe they're not comfortable in, in a normal church setting to be able to break down those walls and to be able to make memories with other students their age and get to make memories with leaders and life group leaders so that for the next four years, as they're meandering what high school looks like, that they have a people that are going to strengthen them, that in their lowest moments, that they have a family. In their highest moments, they have someone there to celebrate with them and to join you as you're helping parent, as you're parenting those students. So we would love, love to have your teenager with us. And also, if, if you have a student that they're super involved, they love the Lord, and let me encourage you, let this be an evangelistic tool. Invite your friends who don't love Jesus. Invite your friends who've never had a positive experience with church to come and make some amazing memories and get to throw water balloons at some senior's face. So it'll be a blast. One more time, would you give it up for what God did in student conference this year? We're super proud, super glad. Listen, so now we want to unabashedly invite you to Student Conference 2019. Student Conference 2019, we have registration that's already opening up. Listen, we have tons of fun things that are coming up next year for you. We have Pastor Robert Madu, we have Pastor Sonia Figueroa, and then we're bringing back Pastor Chris Estrada next year. So make sure you sign your students up. You can sign up right now with us. That's right. And the cost is the lowest it will ever be. It is $69. And registration is only open for one week. So we would love to see you at the Resource Center. And if you saw one of those cool shirts, you know, that everybody's wearing, all the hip kids are wearing these days, feel free to go purchase one in the Resource Center. So hip kids, I don't even know where that comes from. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we will see y'all. God bless. We love you so much. Hey, one more time, would you just give the Lord a praise clap offering for what he did? Amen. Yes. Awesome.
You know, I can tell you uh, with full confidence, our, our students and our kids are in good, good hands. Amen? They're in good hands. You know, one of the things that I used to teach in student ministries to our leadership while I was a youth pastor was the reason why we do this is because we're trying to I- identify with the life struggles of a teenager while endeavoring to bring them to a lifetime disciple of Jesus Christ. We want to get on their level find out what, get into their world and help them on a pathway to become a lifetime disciple of Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, the fruit of youth ministry, the fruit of kids ministry is not when they're 18. Our job, my job, I didn't look at it. I'm just trying to get them to, to graduate high school loving Jesus. That's not our job. That's not their job. Can I tell you the fruit of student ministries, the fruit of kids ministries when they're 24, 25 years of age. Are they marrying somebody that's, that is a God-fearing woman or God-fearing man? Are they involved in, in church? Are they involved in ministry? And I haven't done this in the last two services, but I'm, I'm going to put somebody on the spot because I believe it's just very appropriate for, for, uh, for this service, and I believe it's going to minister to you. You know, I told you I was a youth pastor here from, uh, uh, for eight years, and I remember back in 94, we had a small little room. My first youth service, we had about eight people. And we slowly began to began to grow. And one of those students uh, is is here in the service today, uh, Roland Casillas. Hey, bro, would you just stand up for a second? Roland was in high school when I was a youth pastor here. Amen. And uh, bro, I remember going to your house, man, because you missed discipleship one day, and I went over and we went through that that that. I wasn't going to let you miss. But I remember we sat at your coffee table and in your living room and we just, we looked at that, that week's lesson and I went through it one-on-one. I've never forgotten that moment. But can I, you can sit down, bro. But can I tell you, you know, there's no greater, praise the Lord. There's no greater joy than for me every Almost every Sunday when I get to see him, I see him up here with his hands lifted high on the prayer team praying for people because of not, listen, it has nothing to do with me. I was just a vessel. All glory, honor and glory goes to the Lord. All honor and glory goes to the Lord. So please hear that. But can I tell you, that's what we desire to do. That's what we desire to do. And you may be here and you may be thinking, Wow, I wish they had something like that when I was a kid. Oh, I wish I could have attended a student conference. Oh, I wish that, you know, uh, hearing these testimonies of, of I feel like I have a family. I wish I had that. Well, can I tell you, you do have that opportunity. You do have that opportunity. While this weekend was, yes, was about celebrating what God did at Kids Camp and what God, uh, the impact that God made at our youth conference But the reason why we show up every single weekend as pastors, the reason why we put this together is so that you can be a part of the family of God. And one of those ways is, yes, being a part of church. And maybe you didn't have those opportunities as a student or as a kid to be a part of something like we expressed this weekend, but you do by being a part of a life group here. But you do by consistently being a part of our our ministries here. You do get to be a part of that when you are able to be here on our midweek service and get plugged in, 
having been a part of a family and experienced everything that you heard is still available to you today. And during this past week, as we were prepared for this weekend, this message really stood out to me. This, uh, excuse me, this verse really stood out to me, and I want to share this. And it's in it's in First Peter chapter two, verse nine, and it says this. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Here's what, here's what the message is. that Each and every one of us were chosen. God, I did not choose God. God chose me. We're chosen so the reason why we took a whole weekend to share what God did at Kids Camp and Students Camp because we believe in the next generation. We absolutely are convinced that we have the responsibility to shepherd kids and students that are going to make an impact in the church tomorrow. We believe that they are going to make an impact in their schools and in their future. We absolutely believe in that. And I, I'll tell you, the enemy is not going to settle. Satan is not going to stop fighting for your kids, and neither are we. We're not going to stop. We're not going to stop pouring money and finances and staff into that because we absolutely believe in this generation, but we also believe in you. So I, by, by prayer for you today is as you leave today, that in your heart you would have been encouraged by a testimony that you heard, but that you would allow that to be inter- be be something that is deposited into your heart, but that causes you to take a step towards a life group or take a step of getting involved in a ministry because you are a part of us and you're part of the family of God and we want you to be encouraged. So before I pray and dismiss, Miss Young, I'm going to invite you to stand with me and I want to say a special prayer for you. And as we kind of come to a close, I'm going to go ahead and invite our Our student pastors and our kids pastors, they're going to come up here. They're going to be available here in the front altar area. Maybe some of you parents, maybe you're brand new to our church and you've never had the opportunity to meet them. Or maybe you have a son or daughter that's with you today and and they've never met them. You'd like to connect them with with our youth pastors or our kids pastors. This is a great opportunity for you to come up and take a, a minute or two and just introduce yourself. Maybe they can pray for you, but they're going to be available. But I want to pray for you as we dismiss, because I'm also, I also believe that there are many parents in here today that maybe you have a son or a daughter that is not living for the Lord. Or maybe they once had a relationship with Christ, and for whatever reason, whatever circumstances, they've kind of drifted away. And I'll tell you, don't, don't stop praying for them. Moms, dads, don't give up. Don't give up. You need to continue to pray that God somehow, some way is going to penetrate their heart, that God's mercy is going to meet them at the point of their need. And I want to pray for that. But let's also pray that God would just continue to impact our, our kids' ministry and in, impact our student ministry. So would you bow your heads as we pray? Father, we love you today. God, and first and foremost, we thank you for your amazing grace. God, I thank you for what you've done for us through your son, Jesus Christ. God, we thank you, dear Lord, as we celebrate this entire weekend of the impact that you've made on these precious kids. God, and the impact that you've made on these students' lives during Collide. Lord, thank you so much. And God, as a dad, dear Lord, I say thank you, dear Lord, for our student pastors, for for Pastor Tito and Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Will and Crystal and God. God, thank you, dear Lord, that they responded to the call. Thank you, God, that they've taken steps of faith, dear Lord, 
And they took on, dear Lord, this, this, this mantle to pour into kids and to pour into students every single week. And thank you, God. I pray blessing upon them. I pray direction upon them. God, I pray that you would continue to, God, anoint our, our ministries that we have, not just our kids and students, but our ministries clear across from our women's ministry to men's ministry to family life. God, I pray, God, that you would just continue to help us do what you've called us to do. And Lord, I just stand in the gap for those parents and those family members that may, may have a loved one that is not serving you today. God, I pray that you would begin to soften their heart even as I pray at this moment. God, I pray, dear Lord, I speak, I speak in faith, God, that you're going to bring these people back to you, that you're going to bring them to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And God, I speak that in faith into existence. And I pray encouragement right now that would rest upon the shoulders of these moms and dads that are praying for their sons and their daughters, God. Lord, we thank you for what you've done. But God, we celebrate and thank you for what you've yet to do. And we give you all the honor and all the glory for, this, for celebrating what we experienced in these last few weeks. And it's in Jesus' precious name I pray. In that name that is above every name. And all of God's people said a strong. Amen. amen and amen. Come on. Would you give the Lord praise right now? Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Go in the love of Jesus. We love you.